Welcome back, everybody, to the world's must-see, must-listen-to podcast. You like that, right, Mills? You like that, right? I love it. You like yeah, that, right? references, I'm pretty <laughs> okay on. That's right. You're, you're listening, not watching. Sorry. You're listening to The A Show with your boy, Justin, and you got Mills on the other line here. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Um, everything's pretty good. I just finished watching a, a pretty solid NXT episode. We, we talked about it last week, about how these next couple episodes are going to be pretty, pretty good. And this one did not, you know, this one delivered yeah. from all aspects. Um, I can't wait to watch. Yeah, it had it had a lot of a lot of um, interview segments, a lot of things that sort of unfolded. I like I really liked a bunch of interview segments. They had a lot of different things, whereas like the media is talking to just various superstars, like you know whatever WWE's fake media is. But <laughs> their their media is talking to a lot of WWE superstars, asking them questions. Events occur, blah 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 blah. It was really really good. You had a great match between Gargano and Ono. Really really good main event. Um, a no disqualification match between Sonya Deville and Ruby Riot, both of them who are on the main roster. So I'm a, hearing that's a pretty a, notable. I'm hearing that's uh, I'm hearing that's Sonya Deville's best match ever. Likely. Wow. Likely. It's um, but still, do do I say she's main roster ready? No, she's still not ready. She could still use a lot more fine tuning, but it's it's most definitely her best match because. Most of her matches have been kicking, punching, and joking for the last probably six months on NXT television. So yeah, Ruby makes everyone look good too. Yeah, she made her look. I mean, Ruby Ruby lost. <laughs> so uh, you know, Ruby lost to the uh, triangle choke, which now I'm referring to as the coochie clutch. Wow, bro! <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Koji clutch, but different. You know, like sort of. You're out of control. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's well. NXT. I can't wait to watch it. Don't spoil me on anything else, even though I already spoiled myself. Yes. Um, I meanwhile, while you were watching that, I was driving through the apocalypse that is California right now. Oh my god! How is everything over there with the wildfires and everything? It's so smoky, dude. Like you can smell it from miles and miles away. When I drive to work, there's a smoke cloud. It looks like uh, it looks like there's an evil entity that has taken over the valley, and it's crazy, man. You see the videos, all that shit. It's it's nuts. It's nuts, man. We just had by my job. We had a four alarm fire a couple blocks away, and the smoke just. It was through the neighborhood. You could smell it for hours. I can't imagine how it is over there, where it's just like encompassing, yeah, encompassing entire area and just you know entire city. Like I can't imagine just having wildfires over here in New York City. I think it would bro, be pandemonium. It's, it's, really, it's over for the city, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 Gotham. It's like <laughs> well, they had the they had the interstate or the the freeways closed down earlier. They opened a couple of them up, and you know, like California freeway systems, there are they are the way that we we travel out here, and um, hopefully it gets better. I hope it gets better. I know a lot of people have lost you know their homes and they they've lost things that are very near and dear to them, and you know I I hope that everyone uh, is just safe right now. You know, so yeah, per, I agree. Per yeah, you know. First, everyone, um, we wish the best and safety for everyone being affected by these wildfires out in California now. Yeah, and, uh, Especially in December, which is wild. I don't know. It's a, which is crazy because it's been relatively, uh, for us, for our standards, co- cool. A cool. You know, it's been cooler out here. 
and right. now it's like it's shot back up to like 68 degrees and you know the heat is rising everywhere and it's that's insane it's crazy yeah climate climate change is real people do not let these motherfucking republicans tell you different all right thank you big facts big facts but let's run into some some rapid fire no holds barred here it's actually been a light week on news for wrestling as we wind down the year here which i'm i'm so glad because november was just jam-packed with so much shit going on it was um, a lot, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. lot. Uh, the, the first thing, I, I mean, we've already went over NXT, and, and again, I have to, I cannot stress enough that these next NXT shows will be very vital. But speaking of, of you know, the vitalness of these shows, so to speak, NXT will be, will be premiering on broadcast television next Wednesday at 7 o'clock on the USA Network. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's the first... That's the first time NXT, I guess, is on any sort of national television. Do you feel like it could... This could become permanent. Um, it depends on what they're showing. They're not. They're being really cagey on what exactly they're showing. Like, I would love if they showed this week's NXT, or they showed Alistair Black and, and Adam Cole for next week on NXT. But I, I have a strong feeling we're gonna get a best of show for an hour. Yeah, a compilation. That's how I feel. Especially since um, it's on the USA Network. You have so many stars that came from NXT. You have the Finn Balor's. You yep. have the the Bobby Roode's. You yep. have the Shinsuke Nakamura's. You know, Neville, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. You have so many people on the main roster who are featured on the USA Network throughout the entire week who can just be... And then you can showcase the future. Maybe you have an Ember Moon match or something. Or maybe you have... You know, you show a, a, a video package of the CN Alamos versus um, Drew McIntyre match or something. But I feel like it is definitely going to be a compilation. Yeah, I, and I, I'd really love a get-to-know type episode where you get to know the, the prime players of NXT, so to speak. And then... You try and draw the people into getting the network. <laughs> big, big. Uh, good luck doing that. But uh, like trying to draw people to get the network and watch NXT. I, I don't think it'll hurt. I, but I don't think it'll be permanent. No. Nah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm. You know, it could be something. They, they're trying to develop it as a third brand. Um, not, but it looks like for the benefit of the network, it should be a network exclusive. Considering. You know, it's one of the most watched things, and it's been the most consistent things on the network. Yep. We had a conversation briefly, like, earlier this week. It was like, what has really been on the network since the beginning? And really, one of the only things that's lasted is NXT. NXT and uh, network collections, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, the, the, my next point for this week is uh, there was a new show, actually, so to speak. It's like literally the 10th show of its kind on the network. But Corey Graves was given yet another show uh, called Straight to the Source. Um, did, you Listen, watch, did you watch this on Monday? I, have, I did not because I assumed it's a takeoff of Bring It to the Table. Which is a, another takeoff of probably another Legends Roundtable, which is another takeoff of something they probably had before. Um, I, I like Corey Graves, but I'm not going out my way to watch it. And I kind of liked bringing it to the table, but then I also didn't. So I kind of, you know, I was, I was, I was here. But have you watched it? Because I haven't watched it at all. I did not watch it at all. I, I don't Damn. think that. Yeah, I. I just didn't inter- well, well I mean obviously and we'll get to this later there was a reason I couldn't watch it on, on Monday night but um sure. I didn't I just haven't gotten around to watching it it wasn't right like, super big on my on my plans to do but uh one quote I mean obviously the uh what we're talking about we now watch these 
things or they're just going to keep canceling Corey Graves shows on the <laughs> Corey Graves gets more to be his fourth show. He gets more chances than Ryan Reynolds to get it right. So he'll he'll get it right one at one point. Uh but the, 100%. the the subject of this show was Roman Reigns and they talked to him about a variety of different issues including uh re- possibly retiring the Undertaker, the reception that he gets from the fans and the, re- the reception or the perception that he sees himself. And one quote that's been that's been making the rounds lately is uh Roman Reigns saying that he's the best in-ring performer in the world right now. Oh. Oh. Big big talk. Big talk. And and here, here's my thing. Big talk from the big dog, man. Here's my thing. And this is this is going to be controversial again. I said it on Twitter. Um, I said that it's, to me, the top three, to me, is Roman, Kenny, AJ. And I put it, I put that in, or I think I put AJ second, and I said in that order, I, those are my top three and, and, and you know For reasons that I could say Roman has elevated his opponents He's elevated someone That I don't think A lot of people Could have gotten things out of Such as a Braun Strowman Such as an Elias Even on Raw this Monday He had another match With Jason Jordan That was better Than their first match and Fantastic it, And he did this Faster than Cena did It took a while For Cena, for Cena to connect it, He did this faster Than a lot, a lot of people In his position Might have done And I know a lot of people Get upset Because it's not gonna it's it's not Finn Balor. It's not Seth Rollins. It's not Dean Ambrose. But when you look at what Roman has done in 2017, and, and do remember, Roman has lost more than... He, he hasn't won nearly at all on pay-per-view all year. He's won like twice. So for someone who, who's barely been pushed the way that people are saying he's being pushed, he's managed to get better matches out of people. And I think that we need to honestly you know, give him some props for that. I think he's great. I think he's an awesome in-ring performer. I think he's phenomenal. Well, I, I think AJ Styles is phenomenal, but I think Roman Reigns is really good as well. Um, I think it, I think it has a lot to do with you know just the advancements in training and advancements and everything moving forward with the WWE system and how they treat people on NXT. You know, um, but do I think Roman Reigns is the is the currently the best wrestler in the world, or at least one of the best workers in the world right now? Yes. Do I think he is the absolute best? No. I would probably still go with AJ Styles. I feel like we haven't um, gotten much opportunity out of AJ Styles the last few weeks, just because of the feud he's in. It looks like he's closing things up. He's not having the high-profile matches that, like, for instance, uh, Roman Reigns was is able to have on Raw because he is the Intercontinental Champion, or he is featured heavily in a sort of physical capacity, whereas um, AJ Styles is maybe more of the talking. And then we have Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is incredible as well. Um, I think it's also... He also works a much more limited schedule than Roman Reigns, so it's, it's it's an argument there that he's potentially better than you know at least performing consistently on a better basis and having greater matches than Kenny Omega. The Braun Strowman set of matches, and and fucking credible, incredible. And a lot of people want to want to want to kind of give shade to his his match against the Undertaker. Listen, I don't put all of that on Roman. I don't put that on Roman at all. You can't, no. no one, AJ couldn't get anything out of Undertaker, man. Like, come on. Well, I don't. Nah, you probably couldn't. I probably. You can't. Try his best. Cause he, he probably try his best. Because Undertaker can't move. That's the problem. Like, no one could get anything out of this guy. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to fight. I don't want to do this back and forth thing with AJ because I also feel like AJ is much more experienced. I think he's fought with people that age. 
more than Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns this is his first outing with someone with the limited physical capacity as Undertaker. Roman Reigns matches are very physical, very athletic matches. He's he's jumping, he's spinning, he demands you to jump and spin as well. Like there's a there's a lot going on. Um, but I don't I don't blame that on Roman Reigns at all. I blame that on the physical limitations of the Undertaker at his age. Yeah, it, it it was as good as it's going to be. Even though you know, I think maybe more theatrics would have sold it a little bit better. I think that's how we go at this point in Undertaker's career. If Undertaker still plans on having matches, but it's a, it, it was as good as it was going to be at WrestleMania. And if you keep it a stack, the Cena Roman match, I think Roman carried that. Ooh, I, I don't, I don't dispute it. I don't dispute it. I could see I could see someone like Cena being like, "Hey, you know, take the keys," and then being pleasantly surprised when, "Yo, we get the match that we sort of get." Um, I think it's you know what's crazy about Roman Cena is that I don't remember much of the match this year. It wasn't good. Uh, wasn't very noteworthy. It was just a match on another pay per view. Yeah, it was on No Mercy, so it's not like, oh my god, it's popped right in my head, but I don't remember it as well as, like, for instance, Roman versus Strowman or Cena versus AJ earlier this year. It, at um, C- if you want to keep it a stack, Cena has been kind of disappointing, too, like, when, you know, when it comes to the second half of the year. I say that just because, you know, he's... He's not in a. He's not consistently physical. Like he's not consistently doing things. He was. He was in the Survivor Series match for a cup of coffee. He's a. Uh, he was in the match with Roman Reigns. It's. I mean, there's. There's not much. He had Baron Corbin match. I don't know how good you're gonna get out of Baron Corbin <laughs> in the opening match of SummerSlam. But you know, I, I don't blame it on him. I think Cena. He, he had a great match with Shinsuke Nakamura where he got dropped match. on his head. Excellent match. Yeah. That was phenomenal. And uh, and I mean I, I I don't know I just I just feel like people are still upset about CM Punk's uh, explanation of what Roman was or or what they wanted to do with Roman and it's like people you have to understand like how else are you gonna make stars if you don't make them look good and, and it's like and it's like the CM Punk meme is so old it's so worn out because the thing about it is you want to talk about Roman strong and we can we could we could deep dive into this CM Punk strong CM Punk went a whole year without losing. Losing the championship, at least. Yeah, you definitely you would lose, but he didn't lose the championship. But yeah, um, he was he was I, made to he he beat Ryback three times in a row. Well, <laughs> he killed Ryback's push. Good. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, granted, and granted, I'm not a and granted, I'm not a Ryback fan, but but I'm some, I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy here. You know, this is true. It's like I, pe- I understand what you're saying. Pe- people love to parrot that meme of CM Punk uh, Roman make Roman look strong and it's like guys it's just, it's been almost four years like get over it you know like yeah. let it go I, agree. I think I think the fans will come around on Roman faster than they came around on Cena just cause Roman is performing as consistently as he is and he's getting better in the you know he's getting better on the mic he's 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 I think, and he's not being forced currently. He's not being like, oh, it's Roman Reigns, you know, in big neon letters with the arrows pointing at it. Like, it's not like, hey, it's Roman Reigns. It's just, you know, he's, he's in a more subdued thing, and I think a gradual build will get him there. Um, and we'll see that, and we see that on Raw, which we'll get to in a couple seconds. Yeah. Um, the first, uh, and, and let's just get to our, our No Holds Barred deep dive topic of the week. 
And I, I kind of brought this to you, and uh, and that's actually going to lead into another question uh, that that we're going to ask about a potential signee to the WWE pretty soon. Um, Asuka, we she's on the main roster, she's beating everyone, but is her undefeated streak necessary? And and I ask this because we saw her on Raw this week beat uh, Alicia Fox, who isn't heel, who is a heel. And she and Asuka is quickly running out of heels to to face before she runs into the big heel right now, which is Paige and Alexa Bliss. Um, how? And, and here's my thing about about this is Asuka w- was at the top at NXT, stayed at the top for two years, and then she was she they she was so good and undefeated, and she was unbeatable that they couldn't they they wrote themselves into a corner and they couldn't be, realistically beat her, so she had to just leave. They literally just wrote her off the show. Without ever losing, without ever putting anybody over. Now, I don't know if they will do that on Raw, but I don't know what the point is now of her being undefeated into WrestleMania or into 2018 or deep into 2018 and her being undefeated. Do you feel as though it's necessary for her to have an undefeated streak anymore? And is that just her character? Um, I think it's necessary just because it's coming off the heels of NXT and this large undefeated streak. I mean, the undefeated streak, she she went undefeated longer than Goldberg. She currently has one of the longest undefeated streaks in, I don't know if wrestling history, but certainly WWE history for all we know it. Um, I think, you know, we're going to get to that point where we're really going to ask, like, does she still need to be undefeated? But as for right now, I think... um, does she still need to be undefeated right now? Probably. When we get to a much more high-profile, you know, feuds, maybe the Page thing, maybe you know, potential signee coming up, maybe uh, WrestleMania matches. Then I feel like we ask the question again. But as of right now, I could say yes, she has to be. But the only thing about being undefeated, especially in the WWE, is it really makes you very one-dimensional. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was getting to. Push you and how they promote you. Yeah, and, and that's what I was getting at. Like the matches, they've been okay. The Emma matches, the Emma matches have been good. I feel like, like I said last week, the squash that she had with Dana Brooke was the best match she's had since she got to the main roster. But I, I, you know, she's running out of people. She's literally, she's running out of people to do this with. Sasha's tied up in a, in a program. Uh, 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 six women are tied up. Four or uh, no, seven women are tied up in the program, and and Nia Jax seems to be doing her own thing now. And it's like Oscar's going to be on an island of her own. There, there, there are only but so many jobbers that she can go through before either the crowd starts turning on this act or it gets over to a point where they're like, why doesn't she have the belt yet? You know, I think I think we could potentially. I, I, I agree. I think it's it's looking kind of shaky in terms of what moving forward, in terms of how we continue to continue the streak when she is running out of heels to face. But I think we continue. I think they're biding their time until WrestleMania, or at least something big at the Royal Rumble. There, you know, there's rumors of a female Royal Rumble, but that I think those rumors have been going on for years, so I don't really know. Um, I don't even think they have but, enough for that. I don't, even, I don't even think they have enough for that. I don't think they have well, enough room for that. I think it would be a de- definitely a smaller scale than the men's one just because of timing and everything of that. But um, I think we're going to have this question in the future, definitely, and it's probably going to be around WrestleMania time of whether she still needs to be undefeated or not. Um, and, and that leads into my, my next question. There is potentially a huge acquisition coming to... 
uh, the WWE very soon. Uh, rumors have rumors have just hit literally seconds ago, minutes ago, that Ronda Rousey is reportedly very close to signing a deal with the WWE almost a year to the day of her uh, losing in the UFC uh, a year ago. I think it's it's a very notable signing, especially, and I'll tell you why it's a notable signing, or at least one idea that I have of it, is because you look at the contract of Brock Lesnar, and you see that it's expiring pretty, pretty soon. WWE has done well with this one marketable name who may not be on every pay-per-view, but their fights are, you know, they have that crossover appeal and their fights really, really do mean something. And I think Ronda Rousey definitely brings that to the table. You think if she'll replace, any, you think she could replace Brock realistically if he does decide to leave next oh, summer? yeah, Ronda Rousey is one of the most popular, I mean, movies, pop culture. I mean, granted, she lost and it's been time since she was in the spotlight, but I think she's a, still a massive star. Um, if this, if there was any opportunity for a chance at women main eventing WrestleMania like they hope to do, I think it's with a Ronda Rousey match. Um, but is Asuka the, is Asuka the match? And that was my thing, like, where do you put her? Is Asuka the match for her or is it Charlotte? Because I always felt like it was Charlotte. I think, ideally, in WWE's eyes, it may be Charlotte just because Charlotte is the cornerstone of the company and you have Ronda Rousey and I think we get there one day but I think the real you know the real real thing that people are really going to buy for and maybe it doesn't happen at a Wrestlemania maybe it happens at SummerSlam is Asuka versus Ronda Rousey I think Asuka's undefeated streak Ronda Rousey just being known to handle things very very quickly um, very very suddenly uh, I think it's a it's a match worth you know, a big, a big. It could be Oscar's biggest match ever, in period, in her entire career. But then, um, but then we're getting into the issue where we're booking nine months in advance, and you know WWE is quick to pull the trigger when they get scared about something, and that's the same right. reason why Charlotte lost her pay per view streak at a nothing show last year, and you know, like it, or you'll have people like Shinsuke Nakamura just losing to Jinder Mahal in the SummerSlam show with no fanfare and no importance as to why that was so special, you know? Right. I think. Um, well, I think I think when you when you think of the Ronda Rousey signing, I think it's I think we're definitely looking towards like making sure she has these high profile matches, and I think they saw what happened with the streak versus you know Brock Lesnar and how that turned out for him, and right. that being one of the biggest headlines coming out of that weekend right. entirely. Um, and I think you could have the same thing. You take Oscar to another level. It, it elevates Oscar, and then suddenly you have a new megastar in the WWE. I think it does with Charlotte as well. Charlotte also, her, her father is known beyond wrestling, and she's beginning beginning to you know get some of that fame as well. And that takes her to another level as well. It becomes a huge marquee match. It could main event a big pay per view. That is true. I think, Ron, I think Ronda Rousey signing is pretty. It's if they manage to get it and then they manage to train her, I don't think she should even go through the system at all. I think it's, hey, I'm Ronda Rousey, I'm here to kill people, and here I am. Oh, if, you think she's going, if you think she's going through NXT other than to train during the weekdays, then you're, you're tripping. Oh, 100%. This is definitely not needed. Definitely not needed. Um, especially when Shayna Baszler down there and, and establishing the identity of her own. She doesn't need Ronda Rousey eclipsing her. So it's a, it's a it's, I think Ronda Rousey is a very intriguing signing. I think it's, it's especially, and I say this again, especially with Brock Lesnar's contract coming up and 
whether he will resign or not, I don't think he will right now, but who knows? He may. It's really easy schedule. It's money. It's really easy money on a really easy schedule. Um, he, he, he has opportunity to negotiate for even lesser dates and probably more money. Um, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> oh no, I, th- I think that, I think it's gonna. I think he's either gonna get more dates or they're just gonna keep him to just four shows a year. Yeah, I think so. Let, maybe a legends contract or part time something. He's but, earned it. I, I think he's just getting tired. Like he's earned it, but you know. Yeah. Seeing more of Brock over the past two years has actually kind of soured me on Brock a lot. So, yeah, I, I take less dates. Um, now it's time to go into our show reviews. Uh, this this week, uh, we had Monday Night Raw emanating from Los Angeles, California, and yours truly was there this week. Uh, I attended a, a great show, and and you know, I you, was that man. I, I love I love going to live shows. Um, yeah. I, I, I haven't been to Raw in a very long time. I'm still debating Raw 25. But how was this? How was just the atmosphere in general? It was lit, and I think LA for the past couple of times has been really, really lit. Like it's been very, very like the crowd was on fire the whole night. You know they they love them some Samoa Joe. I'll say that much. <laughs> Samoa Joe essentially coming home. He's a SoCal boy, but he was he was favor, highly favored. The whole night, uh, they, they we want Joe Chance broke out in my section all night. Um, I, I think more than anything that tore the house down. The uh, and we'll get to that in a second. It's the the Matt Hardy segment, of course, tore the house down. Oh man! Uh, Roman Reigns coming out to help the the Shield tore the house down surprisingly. But it, but I mean, if you want to talk about pops for the night, I, I think Finn Balor for sure was number one. Uh, Matt Hardy was, was up there. Braun Strowman were the top three. Those are the top three. If you wanted to say who got the biggest pops, those were that was it. And I feel like the fans were trying to prove a point with the Finn Balor thing because all throughout the night there was Finn Chance. And I, I don't know if they listened to that. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're receptive to that. But it, it was there, you know. Even if he didn't have a stellar match that night, it, it, you know, it happened. But I, I think just overall it was a good show. I was more worried about how it would look on TV because I was literally looking back like, is this going to come off as dope as it is right now on TV? And surprisingly enough, it, it did. It was, a, it was a really solid show. I, I watched it back when I got home to hear the commentary. But um, for, for the most part, it did, it did come off well on TV. That It was a very hot crowd. amazing on TV. I think when you have a three-hour show that doesn't feel like a three-hour show, I think it's a thumbs up because while we did have long matches, things moved pretty smoothly and pretty quickly. A lot of developments were made. There was big, you know, there was high-caliber matches. I want to, you know, shout out to the Fatal Fury and the Cruiserweights. That was a phenomenal match. Uh, and, oh, and, that, and, that, and I'm going to talk about that match too. That crowd was so dead. And this is the first time I've, I've been around the because when I was at SmackDown, I, I didn't actually stay for 205 Live. But sure. but when I was there, I, by the way. <laughs> we had to go. But um, I, I just wouldn't stay I, whether I have to go or not. It's, it's irrelevant. <laughs> I wouldn't stay. I'll be honest. I'm sorry to the people, the hardworking guys who work there, but I wouldn't stay. But I it, it was dead. It was completely dead. And I was getting upset because, you know, there's a lot of people that were around like, you know, not catcalling, but, but kind of jeering and saying, get this shit over, over, you know, hurry this shit up. And shit like that, and I'm just like, dude, they are ki- they were killing themselves. And I want to say uh, around ten minutes in, when they when the spots really started picking up, that's when they got the crowd. And I was like, I was saying like, it shouldn't have to be this way every night for these guys, you know? Yeah. It it should be. And, and speaking of which, I 
I don't even watch 205 Live that much, but I, we forgot to mention that they're going to have a tour next next month. They're going to have the first 205 Live tour, which is going to be a bunch of fucking small venues of people that might actually respect this type of shit. But, I mean, these guys kill themselves every single night. They're out there, and they get no reaction. And I think that sucks because these matches aren't bad. They're never, no. they're never bad matches. And 205 Live will have at least two to three good matches a show. It's just that they have no reason to care about these people if they're not Enzo. Yeah, 100%. I think um, I think just the general feel of how they were brought in, it looks like, hey, we have a three-hour show and we need to kill time. And we can't have all these matches all the time, so we're just, we, we need to fill a three-hour show. And that's how it kind of, that's how it seemed. Um, sorry, I got something in the background. Um, that's how it at least seemed uh, from how they were brought in, but... It, I think once we once we continue piling on the stars, we got Hideo Tommy coming soon. Enzo is someone who gets a reaction as well. Um, I think I would be I would be more excited if a homegrown star ended up becoming something, someone from the cruiserweight division that actually became like a Cedric Alexander or Mustafa Ali or, or Rich Swan, someone that really became. Then I would say, okay, this is a success. Because it feels like the the success of 205 Live currently depends on who they bring in, what big name they bring yeah, in. Yeah. Instead of being able to develop the stars and say, like, hey, we created a guy. And it's a guy that, you know, they, look what happened to Paul Kalisto. Paul Kalisto should have came in and improved the brand. And he's so much more worse off than how he came in. Wasn't even on the show this week. No. No, not at all. But, um... Yeah, and I mean, Jimmy Jacobs was on Chris Jericho's podcast last week, and I think he mentions offhand that Vince actually loves 205 Live, which is which is news to me. But he, you know, and, and but he also, I think he says like he Vince realizes, you know, um, he's he's realized that it's kind of lost its way, and you can tell that they're trying to change that. And in the, in, in these past couple of weeks, as far as it getting time like this on on the main show, so we'll see. But the first point I wanted to get to was probably the biggest thing that happened on the show. Um, Matt Hardy, we were right, we were we were correct last week, and that and that uh, the broken or woken Matt Hardy has finally arrived to the WWE. Um, he had a vignette with uh, Bray Wyatt, which was actually pretty cool. It, it came off, it it tore the house down. You know? Oh yeah, live, just watching it on TV. It, that was it tore it down. It, there were so many delete chants. They, I couldn't even hear what he was saying. I had, I had to go watch it again because I couldn't hear what he was saying. They, literally, they would not shut up. Literally. Whoever edited that, amazing. Just whoever spliced those clips together and taking the mundane Bray Wyatt, who we've all heard the things before, and adding in the sort of the, the, the quirks of Matt, of the woken Matt Hardy, and just sprinkling on it. It's, it went really, really well. I think. Um, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this supposed to be as funny as it is? Yes, because that's how it was in TNA. It's exactly how it was in TNA. And I'm really surprised that Vince allowed Matt to just go all in. They didn't announce why he was he was broken again. They didn't give you a big, you know, background thing. They didn't they didn't drag it out for weeks. And I'm okay with that. It's been dragged. It's been just like the people know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Or at least they'll get to know what it is. And I think um, there, was a, there was a report in Sports Illustrated today about how Vince um, is, is, I think he's on, 
he, he supports the broken character or the woken character at least and he's like I don't know whether it's giving Matt Hardy creative control but it's certainly a level of control of the character that I don't think his writers will be able to you know sort of contribute too heavily I think it's going to be a imagination of Matt Hardy's own insane mind and, and I'm fine with it I'm fine with it. Let those two motherfuckers do what they want to do. Like, this is going to help Bray Wyatt. And, and I'm just going to be clear. Like, this is going to help Bray. And I feel like Matt's the guy to do this with. I feel like Bray has been a character. And it's, it's a juxtaposition of two characters that are kind of in the same universe, if, if you will. Like, they're in, their, they're, in their own, they're in their own place. And they're finally able to meet. This is, and honestly, this was the dream match that everyone said that they wanted regardless from uh, last year when they had the 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 new day and the in the in the whites fighting in their own little final deletion like match that didn't really pick up like the final de- deletion did but i right. i love this segment i thought this segment was amazing it was probably one of the best segments on raw this year to me yeah i agree i 100 percent agree um just even looking at it you know from the from the metrics you look at it it's one of the it's probably the highest viewed thing on raw on youtube yep. i'm someone who pay attention to youtube i mean youtube isn't everything don't get me wrong this, oh yeah just wrong. just ask the people that thought jinder mahal was 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 a successful champion from youtube <laughs> going to help her is my is my question how is it going to help her i think it established her establishes her as a personality on her own i think um sorry about that i had to sneeze um (laughs) bless you i'm again thank you um i think it establishes her as a personality on her own i think it's something like that we saw with eddie and china Something where China really sort of came into her own personality-wise. But, and but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I'm, I, I, I got to stop you right there. Nia Jax on 205 Live fucking beating the shit out of cruiserweights is not something that I think is going to help that division. Let's be clear. Oh, 100%. But I feel like... But do you think it's not... Is it realistic or not? I and we're we're and we're, we're, we're kind of crossing into like the inner gender thing, or is it where it's yeah. gonna it's gonna get real murky? Which I don't think they'll do. I honestly don't think she'll be in there. Well, I don't know. If she may get involved. But I don't think she's gonna I, be. I out think there. this is gonna lead to more two five people on Raw and more Raw people on two five live. We I know you saw this survey that got sent out a week and a half ago of people mm-hmm. asking if they would watch two five live if more Raw superstars were a part of it. I think this is a part of that initiative. I'm glad that it is. I think these two brands should intermingle more. I would still love to see Nia have her own program. Why are they not programming her and Asuka against each other? Yeah. I think, you know what, I think this is better, uh, I'll be honest, I think this is better off long term for Nia Jax. Because I think Nia Jax, at least for the past um, year and change on Raw, has been sort of going through the motions and it ends up this thing where 
she hasn't won the championship belt back. So it's like she's this big dominating monster who dominates for a certain time and then she gets killed. And then she kind of starts over the process. I think this is something different that takes her off to the side. I think established her as a personality. I think Nia Jax, when she, you know, beyond being just the monster that she is, when you look on Total Divas, when you look on her Instagram, she's a charming person. She's a very cool person. She seems like someone you could hang out with. And I think they want to bring that out um, on on Raw, I think I think it's a I think it's a good move, at least for the career of Nia Jax, who was just like, hey, you know, a couple weeks ago, just like I'm fed up, I'm hurt, I don't want to wrestle right now, and then she stepped away, and now <laughs> I think this could be, and I think this could be something if she, if they, you gotta take what it is and make magic out of it. The best superstars always do that, and I think this is in the vein of that. We'll we'll see as as that develops. I I I just don't know how how this helps her. But I mean, if we're gonna we're, let's stick into, let's stick to the women here. Uh, we finally got uh, Paige's long awaited return to the ring this week against Sasha Banks in a very lengthy match. It went about sixteen minutes, which saw Paige uh, working out some of the kinks. I, I will say, I, I I think she was still fluid in the ring as she always has been. She's she's still a ring general, uh, so to speak. But I think her and Sasha had a lot of great chemistry that I didn't even realize that they had. I think um, I want to say believe it or not they have worked together in the past because I think they have um, on NXT and on Raw at certain points but I think my opinion on Paige in the ring is I've always I think she's good I think she's solid and I think that comes off the back of her being in a wrestling family and it being sort of her blood but I always feel like there's more there's another level that she has not reached in the ring and I think she can in terms of storytelling in terms of bringing it all together I don't think she's the best which is why I said like on Twitter when you were responding I was like oh she, it's cool like it's a cool <laughs> match but like I, that's only just solely because like I think Paige is a sort of another level in her I don't think we're seeing the best of her um, I think this match is a fine match I think it's a fine match. Um, Sasha Banks worked really, really well in this match. Paige did. It was a really lucky match. It gave him all time. Um, especially if it led to the Schmaz ending it was going to end with. It probably would have ended the same way if it took eight minutes or not. But I think, you know, it's, it's good this to was see more, back the, in the ring. The, 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 the length was more to, I guess, get Paige back. Yeah, to condition her again. And also to uh, set up the fact that you know Paige couldn't win without her without her her her, her crew. Uh, I, this is clearly leading up to a, a six woman match uh, very soon. I would say on the Christmas episode of Raw, I think everything is building to that episode of Raw at this point. I just hope it's not a lumberjack match like on SmackDown. Oh man, we're gonna get to that in a second. I, I have no clue what they're doing on SmackDown, but um, I, I once again, Absolution looks really good. Um, they looked really good this week. I, th- I think they look better than Riot Squad this week. It's it's funny. We should start taking a tally of who looks better every week. But um, I they they of course beat the hell out of Bailey, Mickey James, and Sasha Banks, and they also finally caught up the uh, Alicia Fox. Like, hey, we ain't forgot about you, and they they beat her up. Um, I, 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 I Sasha Banks needs a better squad. I feel like Mickey James and Bailey are the most like. Well, they're they're turning Alexa. That's gonna be the that's that's gonna be the thing. They're turning Alexa clearly. I feel like it's coming definitely, just because of how they're positioning Paige, and I think everyone sort of around her is gonna be affected by it. But Sasha Banks, I don't know the the, the squad of Mickey James and, and Bailey is kind of just pitiful because Mickey James, she's she's. 
she's reclusive. I don't know. She's reverted back to what she was, which was just like a face on yeah. Raw. Yeah. To, to even some, to even a six man tag. She's the sixth person in the six man tag. <laughs> That's what she is. Um, and she can help these just, girls though. She can help those girls. Though. I, th- I feel like you put Mandy Rose in with Mickey, and, and she will make Mandy Rose look like gold. I'm telling you, Mickey. There's a reason why Mickey is in there with these girls, Mills. There is a reason. That is the reason. Mickey James is good, but I don't know if she's like I make other people look good. Good. All right. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that. I do like Mickey James in the ring. I don't think. I think she, as an underdog face, she works really, really. What well women wrestlers that. do you like, Mills? I'm, I'm trying to figure this out oh, right now. Okay. Um, I like Sasha Banks. I do like Bailey and Matches. It's just her character is kind of just all over the place. I like Oscar. Big fan of Oscar. But here's the thing: I um, don't think that I don't think Oscar, Bailey, or Sasha could make these new girls look good like Mickey could. Mickey made I Alexa think look great. Could. I, th- I think Bailey could. She, Bailey couldn't make Alexa look good like Mickey did. Mm. Twice. I don't think Mickey. I really don't think Mickey was. I don't know. Mickey just had a good match on her. I don't know. I don't want to debate this for everyone, but it's just I, to me. There's like a difference between like making someone look good and your your own performance in the match being good and the match being good because of that. I don't think it's a especially when you know she didn't she didn't do the same thing the, the match they had after that the one where she lost to a punch, which was weird as hell. But it's a, I don't know. I think it's. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It's an interesting feud. I'm interested in what they do with the Absolution and the rest of the roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, I'm, I'm thinking this is leading to Alexa turn. She's kind of been lost in the sauce, and she don't really need the belt anymore. Uh, I I really do. If they're not going to do Asuka Page anytime soon, or at least at the Rumble, I think I, I really think this Christmas episode of Raw is going to be like a big episode because they want people. They to might like, as well be. You're making them work on Christmas, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because they're they're trying to get people to watch. I still don't think people will watch, but I think that that's going to be the episode to to, to go into. Do they go all in on the Christmas and just say screw the New Year's episode? <laughs> well, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, well, I mean, tentatively at this point, right? You have. You'll have the cruiser. Like, realistically, you'll have the cruiserweight match that night, right? You're not gonna have it on two or five live. Um, uh, probably. You'll probably. have. You'll I ha- think. Though, I think we're gonna go all in on Christmas, and then that New Year show is gonna be a squash. No one wants to be. I mean, I probably will, but no one wants to be. <laughs> I'll be watching that shit. I don't care. But, well, uh, you're in the West Coast. You you finish at eight o'clock. And you still got time <laughs> to celebrate the New Year's, where it's gonna be like eleven thirteen. And it was like, I guess I'll watch the Clarks. <laughs> I guess I'll watch Ryan Seacrest's big or Pitbull, whatever Pitbull's doing on New Year's or something along those lines. But I guess I'll watch that. Yeah, then you got Russell Kingdom like later that week. It's just that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a crazy week. Um, that's a big week. But the, there was a big overarching storyline on Raw this week, which is why I feel as though the show actually worked, and that was the continuing drama between uh, Jason Jordan, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns in the Shield, and the Bar. They were they were at each other's necks the whole show. I mean. This would have been a good Survivor Series match without all the old people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like they're making up for it at this point. Uh, and just, I mean, just to, just to run run down what happened at the start of the show, uh, Roman Reigns was scheduled to face Samoa Joe. Jason Jordan came out and 
who, who was absolutely great on this show, by the way. I, I, I think I, I don't think I've given him enough props for what he did. The crowd hated him. They absolutely Good. hated him. And I think if the turn is coming, I want them to milk this more, at least three to four weeks more before the turn happens. I think we continue making Kurt look like a gullible fool for a very, very long time and him taking advantage. It's like that episode of Fresh Prince. Did you watch the episode of Fresh Prince when Jeffrey's son came back? Yes. And was I think that's how it is. Like That's literally how it is. And thinking you have the best in your son and stuff like that, but he's really using you and he doesn't really care about you and blah, 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 blah. And his mother's black or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh <my But> like, <laughs> or like something along those lines. But I think it's, a, it's, I think it's something, you know, we're gearing towards that. If we had to use that as a base, I'm thinking Vince McMahon is watching Fresh Prince episodes. Yeah, and um, then and then we we have a absolutely four star Roman Reigns Jason Jordan match that goes about almost 20 minutes with Roman Reigns winning. Uh, excellent match. If you if you can track that down from from Raw, I think it, it was the best match on the show in my opinion. Um, 100%. Um, and then you have Samoa Joe come out and, and fight them. You have Jason Jordan go to the back to tell Kurt Angle he wants he wants Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe beats the shit out of him. Listen, Samoa Joe's a star. Yes, he should. Samoa Joe is a star, bro. He is a fucking star after this week. I, I think. I think. Uh, I think so. I'll just say that. You were trying to say so. he wasn't. You were trying to say he wasn't. Just no, now. I mean, I, I wanted to add something, but I had no, like, nothing to add. So I didn't want to say anything. Just so. his, just off of his intensity, uh, his promos, like, this is a guy who, during the ring announcements, was this aired on TV? I'm not sure if it was aired on TV. I didn't see this part of the show. When when JoJo was trying to call, was trying to announce the match, Samoa Joe kept interrupting her. Was that on TV? Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so so Samoa Joe, when JoJo's trying to announce the match, uh, she she tries to announce Roman Reigns. Samoa Joe interrupts her, screams over her, literally, and says, basically calls Samoa Joe like uh, the the biggest paper champion in the in the United States right now. From blah blah blah, Roman Reigns crowd goes nah. crowd goes crazy. So that was not on TV. Okay, so he he she tries to announce Jason Jordan. He interrupts her again. That, 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 I was wondering why she announced the the competitors again. So she, she must have done it. She because she, when she announced it on TV, she did it sitting down. When she announced it uh, to us, she was standing up in the ring. When she announces uh, so, uh, Jason Jordan, he says, uh, "Daddy's boy." God, what did he say? I can't remember what he said. He he kept, he called him basically, daddy's boy who always runs to his father for for opportunities that Samoa Joe should get. Never ne- will never be as great. Whatever, and, and he says um he says something about he he's his father's missed more Christmases <laughs> than anything. It was he got disrespectful. Wow. He got super disrespectful, and the crowd, and the crowd popped. Loved it. The crowd popped, dude. <laughs> And it's funny because Roman and them were looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? But I I can't believe they didn't air that on TV. That's no, crazy. I'm pretty sure. That seems like a cool thing for like not TV. <laughs> that was awesome. That seems like something they'll put on a DVD or something. Yeah, they might have went to a commercial or something at that point. But he, that, oh, that, yeah. that part was, was great. Samoa Joe is just, to me, on another level right now. Even after the injury, he picked right up where he left off. And he's still as powerful. I, I don't think he's lost that much this year either. He's probably lost like twice. Nah, he, he he hasn't lost that much. He had a big loss versus Brock Lesnar, but then he's also been injured for probably I want to say a third of the year. He debuted at the top of the year. Um, Seth beat him once. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's he's lost too much. Um, how did the main event come off live? The, the tag team title match. It was hot. We you know we and, and that ended the show. Of course, uh, it was it was a hot match. I, I think that um, they we bit for every near fall. I I thought the heat spot was way too long with Seth. I thought the heat spot was way too long. Is even like the point where they were trying to get to each other to each other's corners and they were like running into each other. I was like, this is a really hokey spot. I really hope they pick this up. Um, but I thought the match was good. It wasn't as good as their their other matches. Um, of course, it was overbooked in, in the end because naturally, I don't think they're going back to having Seth and Dean win the titles, and they shouldn't. Um, but it ended up with with Samoa Joe. Or well, actually, no, Sheamus got them disqualified. The match, the match ends, Kurt Angle restarts the match, and then Samoa Joe distracts them to have Sheamus bro-kick Dean Ambrose and win the match. Um, it's natural that this is setting up a, a, a three-way or a six-man match. Uh, it, it could happen next week, I'm pretty sure, because they have, they got to have something for the Christmas show. But, um, yeah. What I, what I like most about this match, I don't know, it's just it, it's very it's very small, it's very minor. The art of a run-in, and I feel like we haven't had a hot run-in for a very, very long time. This is, the entire schmaz at the end feels very, like, attitude era to me. Yeah. Because... If we don't get them often... Right, we we don't get or at least good ones. We get like distraction finishes, but we don't get like oh man, the face is in peril. Oh, here comes the one of the hottest stars in the company running down. And I think Roman could have ran a little bit faster. Like he seemed like he was kind of like taking his time or something along those lines. I think like back in the day, people would have just bolted out. But I think if you have that. You had the Smojo run in. I think everything went really really well. I think it made for exciting ending with pandemonium you know and, and, and everything all over the place and I think it came out really well despite the finish like the you know the disqualification finish I think everyone you had a good raw and you had like a good like dang what's gonna happen next yeah and I I, I think that uh I, it's a it's it's a natural storyline for them with with Miz gone and everyone being out and it's almost the end of the year you've got to have that that kind of a uh, stopgap feud before before the rumble of course and I and I I don't think that there are, are any better six guys there. I think Cesaro and and Sheamus once again are absolutely out of this world talents. Seeing it live was crazy. Of course, we got a, a really cool segment at the end after the show was over, where uh, the Shield gives Sheamus all of their finishers. The crowd is chanting for tables, and and they, and then they actually I think Seth has the guys uh, the production guys go get a table. He he does a a uh, a, a survey asking if we want to put Sheamus to a table of course we say yes Sheamus books it I've never seen Sheamus run that quick he's the fastest runner I've ever seen in my life he, he, he runs a four flat to the back of the to the back of the uh, you know to, to the backstage area and uh, Roman and Dean go get them and then they they run after him they could they bring him back out and Seth says something funny like you made Roman run and you can't make a Samoan run now he's now he's really pissed off now the now the powerbomb is going to be even worse so they uh they they put Sheamus in the triple powerbomb and, and put him through the table to end the show it was pretty funny pretty good show all around I, I like Raw this week it was it was one of the best Raws that I've seen in a while I, I liked it I liked it I liked it a lot I liked it a lot better than SmackDown I'll tell you that which is from uh, someone who believes SmackDown is a show I liked it way better than SmackDown speaking of SmackDown let's go into SmackDown uh, not much on this show even even compared to uh, Raw I think this might be because they actually filmed uh, tribute to the troops earlier that morning but um. I guess the first point is, and this is the biggest, this is literally the biggest program on the show. Like, nothing else really matters here. Uh, there, there was no AJ or gender on the show. 
Um, Nakamura only showed up once. He was he was absent for a week, and now he's back again. Uh, but who who do you think is turning heel here? Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan or Shane McMahon? It's gotta be Shane McMahon. That man's insane. <laughs> like uh, There's, they're not Shane even McMahon. trying to hide it. They're not even trying to hide it. It's gotta be Shane McMahon. Like the way Daniel Bryan. I mean, I could see it being Daniel Bryan. Just someone being. So, I mean, to make everything ideal and make sense, it would be Daniel Bryan. But there's no way you can justify the thing that Shane's done as like things that faces should do yeah. um, to torture wrestlers at least um, and, and not in the way that's endearing like what you know like someone would come out not like a you know early 2000s of, oh, or not even like a mid 2000s like a Mick Foley SGM or Stone Cold SGM yeah. who, would do, who would do that something along those lines and I don't even think it would go that far but um, he, this is like week after week after week like he handcuffed the guy to the ring I, yeah. I don't see how you can explain it there, there is no explanation I, I do think Shane is turning also um, what is that Mil? It's, it's, it's a radiator welcome to New York City my friend Jesus Christ oh whatever <laughs> but anyway I do, I do think Shane I do think Shane is turning uh, I his, and his actions are kind of uh nefarious i will say to say the least the crowd still loves him but um he is not think for that long he gotta hit a big city where everyone's just like fuck this guy like yeah. everyone's gonna just be like he, once they hit chicago everyone's gonna be like this guy's a dick like something along those lines like uh, i don't know people are, especially when daniel bryan the, the referee thing i could go without seeing shane mcmahon in a referee shirt again and of course and, and of course you're referring yeah. to that you're referring to the fact that uh he is going to be the special guest referee at clash of champions which we're going to get to in a second but um yes he the, wore the most medium referee shirt i've ever seen in my life i'm like can you get a referee shirt that fits somewhat comfortably it looked like it was cutting off all his ventricles this was when i went to SummerSlam, by the way <laughs> it, it looked like it was cutting off his blood circulation and he was just more orange than he's like typically but he's got to get a better referee shirt like this shit was disgusting i don't want to see it anymore i think i'm just tired of shane mcmahon as referee in general so there has to be a swerve coming uh and and i expect that but and it gets to my the larger point here for smackdown which is a pretty unavailable show sorry guys but um it's a tale of two top programs like what feels more important the aj and gender program or the, K- the shane ko sammy daniel bryan program right now definitely the one that was featured this week <laughs> um the that- one that feels more featured at least but i think i think it should i think we've got what one more week to clash of champions i yeah. think it's gonna switch by next week because it looks like this aj styles and and, and jinder mahal thing is much more definitive yeah that's closing the show be, that's closing the show for sure it looks like it's gonna be a definitive ending so i think we'll get something there but the fact how do you, do you think gender gets it do you think gender gets it back i'm i'm getting worried <laughs> I'm getting worried. I'm I'm, just, I'm getting worried. What well, well, one thing they are saying, and they did the the commentary made sure to point out this week is that the Singh brothers are nowhere to be found, and I and I think that plays a part in it as far as what he may be trying to do and what I think AJ will have to overcome. But like I I really don't think they should go back to gender at this point. AJ is the hottest act, the hottest face on SmackDown right now. Yeah, but then you have genderist 
They're going to I India this week. They're in India now. So it, it doesn't really matter. That like the India no. shit doesn't matter anymore. The India show definitely doesn't matter, but I think moving forward, but it's a I, I I don't know. I really don't. I don't know who's gonna get what. Um to me it's much more exciting if I don't set myself up for one because I'm just gonna be doomed for failure. It's, I, I just <laughs> I, I still, I but but I mean, we still, we still, there is still the point that there is no one else for gender unless Ko and Sammy turn, and I don't think they're turning them that quick. And I think AJ, I think AJ goes into a program with one of those guys, at least. I hope, I pray to, I pray, yeah, I know, like I pray to God it's not Ko, but I think it might be a multi-man match, no, like maybe a Nakamura, Nakamura Ko AJ match or something like that. They probably want Nakamura. I feel like they would probably want Nakamura in that rumble. Yeah, they probably um, would in his first rumble. You're right. Um, so I, I'm not completely sure, but it's a we'll see. SmackDown very uneventful. Um, we've we've had changes to the tag team title match, which was initially a triple threat tag team match. Well, let's go. Between. Let's go through the let's go through the car here. Let me pull it up. Okay. Uh, oh, Bludgeon Brothers were on the were on the show this week. I love them. I'm still not I'm still not there on the Bludgeon Brothers. You're an asshole. Whatever. Okay, so first off on the show, the, the, of things that are announced, uh, and, that, and things that got announced last week, Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler for the United States Championship. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Natalia in a Lumberjill match for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. What a terrible, terrible... Terrible idea. <laughs> why, why don't you just go to Ruby Riot Charlotte? Because they already want, I don't know, that's such a terrible, Lumber, I could see Pandemonium, but with Lumber Jill matches, it's, I've seen one good Lumberjack match in WWE history, ever. One good one. One. Period. Like, they're terrible. Like, it ends up being a schmoz, someone gets, you know, you know, confused, and then someone hits something and then you know well naturally naturally this is the way Carmella gets the belt but I feel like there's an easier way to do that just to have See, but I feel like we've also said that for like months but what you got you got to remember but you got to remember that she had to get through she, she, well I think we resolved that Charlotte has to get through Survivor Series before that can happen I think I think it would be a good moment for Carmella to get through the belt just because I think it would revert the attention back on the Divas title and less on, hey, new girls versus old girls. Because I think she becomes public enemy number one. She realizes that she has an enemy in not only Natalia, but Charlotte, but also the Riot Squad and everybody else who wants the title on Raw. Becky, when she comes back, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's a, I think, to, I think Carmella should be at least focused on for now. She's been out of spotlight for a minute, but I think it's time. I think it's time that she becomes public enemy number one. Um, I don't know how her reactions have been without Ellsworth as of late, but I think it's time that we say they're going to run with the gender experiment, but with the Carmella experience or something along those lines. And I think it's time that we make her champion and make her public enemy number one because... Really, it's it's time. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm. I'm cool with it, and I think that you, I you, I think they want to get Charlotte away from uh, the belt right now, because I I do think Ronda's coming, and I do think that's what it's going to be. I think that's the direction that, that they want to do that horsewoman thing. 
and then you you have Charlotte be the face of the horsewomen because I mean technically she is. Um, yeah. So I mean, do that, but you got to make it make sense. And I don't think the lumber Joe matches it. It's because honestly, this is what Cl- clash of the champions feels like. Let's get everybody a check this December. The paper. Oh, yeah. That's what everybody it feels gotta like. Eat. Everybody got to eat. Because, bro. Because Hashtag, na- everybody got to eat. Because now the, the proposed three way tag team title match for the SmackDown tag team championships with the Usos, the new day and Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable has now become a four way fit uh, tag team match. Adding Aiden English and Rusev as of uh, yesterday's episode of SmackDown when Rusev and Aiden English beat the New Day, who are racking up the jobs this year. Uh, how do you feel about that match? Listen, whenever Rusev is happy, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> did seriously. You, did you see his WWE.com segment after when he was... What? Like, That's all I've been posting all day. Dog. <laughs> my, my man made a full 180. He said... Which, I'm done with this. He, he said, I'm done Steve with this. McMahon and Daniel Bryan. He was like, <laughs> oh, not time to... Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, hey, I'm just trying to say that, you know, you have a take title match. Guy jumps right back on camera. Rusev Day! Rusev Day! When Rusev is happy, I'm happy. That's all I gotta say. Rusev Day, please. I'm I'm all for it. Like, forget the fall feelings. I'm gonna go to Aiden English and Rusev. Forever. Rusev is a riot for life. They need to be. They need to be together for life. I, I'm cool with the match. They've done so many multi-man matches this year. I am. I mean, they're usually great, but they're. I'm. I am multi. It's gonna be a similar thing. I mean, the, the one interesting rule that they point out in SmackDown is all four people will be in the ring at the same time. Yep. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. This, it's, but remember, right. remember they used to have all these types of matches in the old Armageddon's on December. They'd have like the tag team ladder matches and shit. This oh, is yeah, what it's tag remi- team turmoil. Yeah, that's what this is reminding me of. SmackDown is always good for one of those. So I think it'll be a good match. Not a big fan of them going back to New Days and Usos so quick after that definitive ass match that they had a couple months ago. But I think it's clear that neither the New Day uh, or the New Day won't be winning this match, obviously, because they'll have to go against the Usos again. Um, Listen, I think it's time that, you know, we talked about it. I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but I think it's time a team comes up to the main roster. And I think we all know what we're talking about because I think they could inject something in the SmackDown tag team division. Authors of Pain? Authors of Pain. Yeah. I, I, I think they well, should. They're too similar to the Bludgeon Brothers, dude. They're way too similar. Screw the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> they don't have, have Paul Elring. They should have Paul Elring. You know that, right? Yeah, they like, should. They should be the guys with Paul Elring, but they're not. I think a- the I don't know if they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. I think whoever wins the titles are gonna be the fodder for the for the Bludgeon Brothers next. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna. They're that's gonna cut them off at the at the feet. But I mean, WWE's done stupider things. But I give the authors of Pain to Fenton, Breeze Dango, Breeze Dango. Like, let him kill them. Come on. I don't know, I mean, man. I'm I'm not sure that we'll that's see. gonna happen. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I I would love for them to get called up, but I I think that their their time is not done yet on NXT. Obviously. Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll take it we'll, we'll check it out And uh, um, obviously you have uh, AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal Which we spoke about a couple of minutes ago And you have the newly announced Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura In a pay-per-view match Wow, Versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn And if Sami Zayn And Kevin Owens lose They'll be fired from the WWE period That means no no Raw, no SmackDown, no NXT No main event Nothing, no, no 205 Live They are done And uh, Shane McMahon is the special guest referee 
referee. I I said this before yesterday. The only way it makes sense that these guys lose and beat one of these guys realistically is if one of, if, is if either Randy or Nashinsky and Nakamura turn on each other, or Daniel Bryan comes out and fucks with Shaming Man. That's that's the only way I see it happening. I think we're definitely getting a swerve. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a major swerve, whether it's Shane McMahon being like, oh, I really like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens after all. Like, I really actually I see the era. What if they do lose and get fired and Brian reinstates them? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cause for a turn? Yeah. That would yeah. be cause for a turn because because Brian, being the well-meaning face, knows that it was wrong to have that match anyway. Because you don't want to beat Orton, and and let me let me just add, Orton is was spectacular and has been spectacular for the past two weeks. By the way, um, I, I I don't think you want to beat Shins, uh, Nakamura or 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 Nakamura has only lost what like twice this year, three times this year. Like you don't, I don't think you want to do that to to either of those guys. Randy Randy hasn't really lost that much either, but. You want to make them look strong going into it because they're your top faces, really, realistically. Yeah. On on SmackDown, they're they're your two and three top faces, but um, I I see a Shamal's happening, but I, honestly, I'm I I do think they might get quote unquote fired and they'll run an angle that way and then they'll get reinstated for the Rumble. I don't know where this is going. This is a bunch of cluster shit. <laughs> SmackDown's weird. SmackDown's in a in a in I, I feel like SmackDown more than Raw is is uh they're they're spinning their wheels because they know that I feel like they know they have the, the mania plan set. They just gotta get there. It's the same thing they did for SummerSlam. You know what's weird though? That things are happening on Raw, but there's no pay per view, and yet SmackDown are turning their wheels and there's a pay per view in two weeks. Like what are we doing? Like it makes no sense. Like I feel like we I don't think the pay-per-view will be bad, but I don't think it'll be must-watch. I mean, the, the fact that we have a Randy Orton team with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I think that speaks volumes about the pay-per-view that it's like a really B-side pay-per-view. It's not even like they're going, they're not going all out their way to to say like, hey, this is something you should watch. It was like, hey, you know, we had this match on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. Would you like to see it on a pay per view? Like this is, there's much more on the line, but it's not. Nothing's really like. Probably. And then the triple threat match between Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin. It's like, all right, you now added one more person. I didn't want to see in this match. <laughs> but like, it's but I think it'll be a fine match because it's a triple threat and it's very you know all over the place. It's very. You know, unpredictable. And, and Baron tends the Baron tends to shine in these types of situations too. So yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that happens. I think it's an opportunity to pin someone else. You think Ziggler's on his way out? He looks. People commented on his hat. He's already reached the the, the Hunter Shawn Michaels phase of his career without oh. going through the rebirth of Christ or the assless chaps. I well, I hope I just hope Ziggler is happy wherever he goes. Um, like New Japan or something. What wherever I I really don't care if he if he chooses to go to, to New Japan that's just one more match that I skip on their shows so I mean it is what it is like I Bullet Club man you know it's coming sure sure <laughs> I, I listen you know I, it's coming I'm over the Bullet Club too and and uh, we should, we should... shout out to um to Brandy Rhodes Brandy Rhodes is now I'll say this Brandy Rhodes is now on the E she's on the E network she's part of the new season of Wags, Wags. yeah Wags. Good for her. Listen, make that money. I started WWE. Listen, Wags ATL. I didn't know it was a it was a thing, but here we are. 
<laughs> Here we are. I'm, I'm much proud of seeing it, seeing you know, seeing a, a woman of color shine. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty good for her. Holla, holla at me, Brandy. What's up? But uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's 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 a weird ending of the year so far. But uh, I, I think even more more so uh, important and more more or less weird is is our year end show that is, that is quickly coming. Um, I think I got an idea. I, I think I think next week we we reveal the uh, the categories. Okay. And then the week after that we uh, we we give people a week. And then we we reveal ours, and let's see let's let's just see what, what we do with that. This All right, I'm down with that. I'm completely down with that. The major two part extravaganza of uh, of our year end list for wrestling. There's a lot of stuff you still got to watch too. So I know that we. Oh, yeah. I want to give so you time. Much stuff I have to watch. Yeah, I want to give you time. It, it, it's literally homework. Um, but yeah, uh, match of the week. We got any matches of the week? Yes. Matches that we would like to recommend? Yes, I, I do. I've, I have been currently going over the greatness of Randy Orton. Oh, okay. Listen, I think he might be. I think he might be one of the most underrated uh, top guys of all time. I think he's lazy. That's why he's underrated. <laughs> he can be lazy, but I think this match from August sixteenth, two thousand four, was not lazy. Uh, it was a it was a day after he won the world title from he who shall not be named. It, sure, it, we it, named it, him last week, and we just, so now you're doubling down. <laughs> I'm doubling down on him being he's the noob cybot of of uh, wrestling. <laughs> but uh, yes, I I am picking. Is it, uh, this is on the network? I believe too. But if you yeah, can't, the night after SummerSlam. Oh, that's all you gotta say. The night, yeah, the after, night, SummerSlam, the night after SummerSlam, 2004. 2004 uh, Randy Orton versus. Right, for, the, for, the world championship went missing at WrestleMania 20, and it was found at SummerSlam. That's, <laughs> yes. what, that's what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> was found in SummerSlam, and the night after he fought, a, he fought a literal ghost <laughs> to yes, defend it. Ghost. And the ghost was a pretty damn good wrestler. Uh, it, and I will admit, it was tough at times to watch this match, but I still believe that this is one of Randy Orton's greatest matches ever. It's better than the SummerSlam match to me. But um, definitely go back and watch Randy Orton versus August sixteenth, two thousand four. It's on the it's on Daily Motion. If you don't have the network, or if you have, do you have the network, I think it's on there too. But that is my match of the week. I've got um, SummerSlam two thousand fourteen, um, and just because we're talking about lumberjack matches, the best lumberjack match in WWE history between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Excellent match. But, both young in their career, both considerably lighter. I think both have gained like 10 pounds since then. But both, cons- it's lumberjack match by definition, where Seth Rollins tries to run out of the match and they literally grab him from in the stands and pull him back to the ring. There's so many callbacks, the lumberjacks get into it. It's interesting, it's funny, it's, it's, it's there's, you know, the curb stomp is still featured in that match. Like, <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a really good match. SummerSlam 2014. Also the same card that I believe had... Cena getting washed. That was that was that card, yeah. Yeah. That was that. Uh, so so, who else was on that card? That was uh, Randy Orton versus uh, Roman Reigns on that card, too. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, where they're um, trying to make Roman Reigns into a budding star. Also on that match, I think Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. Yep. Um, we had Paige versus AJ. Wow, man! Um, this is after Punk too. This is when they were. There was that weird period where we we're like, are they still gonna keep her? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, she came back. She came back um, from a long hiatus 
won the championship and then dropped it back here to Paige. And I think there was also a Jack Swagger versus Rusev match. I'm going off of this all off my head. Um, yeah, I like that pay-per-view. I like SummerSlam 2014, actually. Yeah, it was really good. It was the last one in oh, LA. Was that the one with Nikki and, Bel- and, and Brie? Oh, yes. That was the one, Stephanie McMahon versus Brie Bella. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, Nikki, and Nikki turned on Brie Bella. Yeah, that was the last one in L.A. Last one in L.A. for the foreseeable future. Speaking of which, SmackDown is going to be back in LA in February, so I, I I'm definitely going to that show because it's the first You're time. You're not going to go to that show. I am going to that show. It's the first <laughs> SmackDown in seven years, in, in, uh, in, in the Staples Center. Yeah, in the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll probably book something good. Oh yeah, they'll that's what I'm AJ saying. Versus Nakamura. <laughs> you, you we might or we'll, or we'll get, get AJ versus Nakamura. Is that and when, when is that? When when it, when will that be? Is that close to a pay per view? I want to. Road. Twenty six. It's it's on the twenty six. Fast lane. I don't know. Whatever they have in February. It's in February. It's it's uh twenty eighteen. It is. It's the week of Elimination Chamber. But that's a that's a uh, Raw pay per view. So no, it's not the. It's not nothing important happening that week. Oh well. Oh. Yeah. SmackDown don't get no pay per views in two thousand eighteen. No, they have they have one, two, three pay per views. Four pay per views. While Raw has one, two, three, four, five. Wow, that's sick. But yeah, that's the show for the week, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed it we'll, we'll be back next week with our categories for our wrestling year end episode which is going to be airing in two weeks so get ready for that it's going to be pretty long and um, yeah just for the week thanks for you thanks you guys for listening I uh, appreciate it and we'll see you guys next next week so long alright <laughs>